All right, there you have it. Uh, thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes that uh, you've been sending into the show. Well, let's get straight then into the developments in Uganda that we saw unfolding over the weekend. Of course, Ugandans going to vote last week, Thursday. Uh, the declared the, re- the declared election results show uh, that Yoweri Museveni remains the president. He seems to have been the elected president. Let's take a look at some of those voting results. Museveni is said to have won uh, the vote by 585, 5.85 million votes, um, and uh, that's about 58.6% of the vote, while the main opposition candidate, Bobby Wine, um, received 3.48 million votes, and that's 34.8% of the vote. That's according to the Electoral Commission in that country. Of course, um, Wine is contesting those results, saying that um, the vote counting process was in itself rigged. The vote process was rigged and that as soon as the government brings back online the internet, as soon as they switch it on, he has videos uh, that will show exactly what he is talking about. While joining us now, is Mike Arring, who is a former executive producer at Channel Africa Swahili Desk. will also be joined by Dr. Sylvester Kayana, who is a senior lecturer at the School of Languages, Communication and Literature at the University of Makerere. Mike, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Let's talk about these election results. What has been the response to them? Uh, so far, uh, Ugandans are celebrating the victory of uh, the national resistance movement and the victory of uh, President Yoweri uh, Kaguta Museveni. Finally, the, the incumbent uh, president became the president-elect. Yoweri Kaguta Museveni was declared the winner of uh, 2021 presidential election after winning with 58.7%, uh, defeating Robert Chagulani of National Unity Platform who got uh, 33.4%, Patrick Omriat of the Nash of the Forum for Democratic, Democratic Change got 3.3%. Lack of uh, voters' civic education caused actually 400,000 spoiled votes out of, uh, I mean, from 148 uh, districts. Uh, NRM actually has won massively, and uh, as, as, as I speak right now, it's actually celebration all over the country, but uh, heartbroken for people from central uh, Uganda, that is uh, Buganda. Most of them actually uh, decided uh, to, to elect uh, Bobby Wine. What but unfortunately, those... there are only, uh, unfortunately, there are only few uh, Districts. There are about uh, 18 districts in uh, central province, but uh, the rest of the country, actually, all of the people voted for President Yoweri Kaguta Museveni, and uh, also members of Parliament of National Resistance Movement uh, got a victory from each constituency in the whole country. What are those who have voted for Museveni saying and those who support him? I mean, uh, what do they believe that he can do for Uganda that he hasn't done over, I guess, the last 30-odd years that he's been in power? 
Well, uh, Uganda, as I speak right now, Buganda actually was uh, a very, very, very supportive to President Yori Museveni, even when he, start, he waged his war uh, in, uh, in the early 80s. Uh, I remember quite well uh, somewhere in the Luero district, that's where he started uh, actually waging his war against uh, the government of uh, Milton Obote by that time. And uh, he had the great support, but uh, as I speak right now, we don't know what went wrong. But uh, most of the people are saying that uh, Uganda of recent has been left in terms of service delivery. And uh, money which was supposed to be given for projects empowering the youth was actually used by the greedy uh, top officials in the NRM. So, so effectively, there's still a lot of expectations and hope uh, from the people of Uganda in President Dewey Museveni. Let's talk about the actual election process in and of itself. Um, the reports from the election observers that were able to be there, what are they saying about the credibility of this election? Well, the election went uh, well without uh, any ugly incident, except uh, some few incidents, but uh, all in all, the election went on smoothly, security was very tight. The only, uh, the only complaint from the people is about uh, the transmission of the results, the election results from, from the polling station to the tallying center, the national tallying center that was in Chambogo University in Kampala. Because by that time, all the polling agents, the political agents, the political party agents were not, by that time were not at the polling station. Because votes were counted immediately after the elections and uh, even people were allowed to observe. But uh, we don't know what happened because there is curfew in Uganda so we don't know between 9 up to around midnight. We don't know what happened in between there. So that is the major complaint. In fact, even Robert Chagulani, he says that uh, he has sufficient evidence to prove his case. And he says that uh, sooner he will be going to the court in order to petition uh, the results uh, which were announced by the chairman of the Electoral Commission Judge uh, All right, Mike, let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Uh, let me go to Dr. Sylvester Kayana, who is uh, with the University of Makerere. Good morning, and thank you so much for your time today. Dr. Kayana? Yes, hello. Hi, can you hear me loud and clear? You're speaking to Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. Let's talk about these election results coming out of Uganda. Um, we have the leader of the main opposition saying that, well, he doesn't accept this result because he believes that was there was a lot of vote. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I can't hear I I, I can't hear you quite well. The line is quite poor. Okay, all right. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll try and work on those lines uh -huh. and Let, we'll continue our conversation after this. 
across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. It's 23 after 10. Hopefully, we'll be a third time lucky. Uh, we're continuing our conversation on the election results that have been declared in Uganda. Dr. Sylvester Kayana, he's with the University of Makerere. Uh, Dr. Kayana, if, if it's not working this time around, I don't know what I'm going to do. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's working perfectly oh, well. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm mm. so glad that you're able to hear me loud and clear now. Uh, I was talking about yes. this election result and the fact that the leader of the op- the main opposition um, leader, that is Bobby Wine, is disputing the credibility of these results. But he'd need to prove that, right? It's not as easy as saying it wasn't free and fair. No, it's very, very difficult to prove. Uh, our constitution says that the Supreme Court can overturn the result if there is substantial evidence. And that's where the problem is. In the past three or four elections, the Supreme Court has accepted that there were several uh, irregularities in the way the elections were conducted. But uh, the judges said the irregularities were not substantial enough to uh, make them overturn the result of the, uh, the election. So the problem is substantiality. And if you ask me, I'm not a lawyer. If you ask me, I think it's one of those uh, one of those uh, uh, things that lawyers lawyers put in the constitution in order to bamboozle uh, the public. Because it is so difficult to say, okay, 70%, 80%, 30%, and so on. So as long as President Seveni is is uh, in power, and as long as uh, all the judges on the bench are elected by him, I think it will always be very difficult to have an election result overcome. Because unlike other countries like Kenya, we don't have an independent electoral commission. All the commissioners of the electoral commission are appointed by Mr. Yoerim Seveni, who is the incumbent. And all and and all the judges, all the members of the bench are appointed by Mr. Seveni himself. Now, of course, people will say, well, the parliament of Uganda... Uh, has to ratify these nominations. Mm. All Museven does is to nominate the commissioners, fair enough, is nominate the, the, the members of the bench, fair enough. But the Parliament of Uganda is controlled by the main party, uh, mm. which is the Museveni's party. And all Ugandans know that we don't have the main party. We have Mr. Museveni, who is more important or even stronger than the party. So the problem of Uganda is that our institutions have been weakened by Mr. Mseveni, uh, who is on record for saying that when the judges become cadre judges, uh, things will become better for him. There was a time our judiciary was very independent, and Mr. Mseveni was very uncomfortable with that. And one time he said, uh, when we have cadre judges, things will become better. So what, what, what we are seeing now is a situation where the judges are, are nominated by Mr. Mseveni, and of course, uh, the parliament, uh, 80% of the parliament uh, uh, has members from the ruling party. So you have the ruling party appointing members of the electoral commission. Mm. You have the ruling party appointing members of the of the of the judicial service commission or the, the judiciary. 
it's a very difficult thing. And then you have this thing in the, in the law which says substantiality. How do you pass a substantiality test? How do you prove that the cheating was substantial enough? In the last three elections, the judges all agreed that there were, there were serious malpractices, mm-hmm. but they, they said they were not substantial enough to overturn an election. So if you ask me, Mr. Uh, Robert Sintram Jaglani, uh, if he goes to court, well, well, so well and good, but, but nothing will change. In Uganda, as long as Museven wields the kind of power that he has, nothing will change. So at the same time, these election results give the impression that the incumbent still enjoys quite a, a considerable amount of support from the Ugandan people. I, I mean, when you look at the results, do you think that it's a it's a fair reflection of just the sentiment around Museveni in the country? And I know it's hard to tell because you're talking about different regions of the country who are all voting based on, 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 on different ideas and things, really. My dear sister, it is not true. It is not true. I'm not a politician. I'm an academic, and I'm speaking from an academic uh, perspective. Look here. The whole world is looking at the results, uh, 58 point something versus 34 point something. But just look uh, before the results. So I'll give you three reasons that uh, show that this is not true at all. Before the results, what happened to Mr. Chaglani? He was not allowed to go anywhere. He was not allowed. He was always arrested. He was mm-hmm. always tear gassed. He was always beaten by the police. So what has happened is, uh, it's like uh, saying, okay, let's go into a race. So you have Castor Semenya and uh, another another person, another good runner, mm-hmm. and you tell them go go to the to the field and and you race. But then Castor Semenya uh, has her legs tied. Okay, Castor Semenya has her, her feet tied. Kasa Semenya has her eyes paper sprayed. Kasa Semenya has her body beaten by the police. And with all this, the tying of the feet, the tying of the, of the, of the arms, mm. the spraying of the eyes and so on, you say, uh, the referee, in this case, the chairman of the electoral commission, blows a whistle and arrests us. Mm. This is what happened, my dear sister. The, the opposition was not allowed, they were saying, because of corona and so on and so forth. So in every town that uh, Mr. Chaglani went, he was beaten by the police, he was tear-gassed by the police, he was arrested by the police. And those were towns. What about the villages where very many people are? He was not allowed to go to the villages. While Mr. Mtebeni was all over the place, going wherever he wished, mm. uh, using the TV, addressing the nation as the head of the state. And uh, that's number one. Number two, the financial factor. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Kevin came up with uh, this thing called uh, uh, support, financial support to the Ugandans in order for them to improve their li- livelihood. In Uganda, the term is a yoga. Uh, but uh, do- this money, Dr. Kayana, I'm going to allow you yes. to continue with this point, and in particular on the resources uh, that went into this election. Uh, but it's just gone 10.30. We're going to go to news headlines, and we'll continue this conversation after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
So we're reflecting on the election results coming out of Uganda. Uh, they've declared, of course, that the incumbent, Yoweri Museveni, will retain his position for yet another term. We're speaking to Dr. Sylvester Kayana, who's a senior lecturer at the School of Languages, Communication and Literature at the University of Makerere. Uh, Dr. Kayana, you were speaking about the issue of resources and just how there wasn't really an equal playing field when it came to this election. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, uh, the, the government released money uh, meant to to support Ugandans and the release of the money is not a problem. Uh, uh, it's money that was budgeted for and so on. But it's very significant that this money was released one week to the elections. Uh, and so you had all these villages receiving this money. And, uh, and of course, the impression given was that um, uh, Mr. Seven is delivering on his promises of five years ago because the money has come at this particular moment. So the first issue is security forces. Mr. Chaglani was never allowed to campaign anywhere. He was always tear gas and so on. If I were Mr. Seven, I would be ashamed of myself uh, gloating that I have, uh, I have beaten an opposition candidate who was never actually allowed by the security forces to go anywhere in the country. Uh, he would go through his resilience and stamina. He would go to urban places. But every time he went, there was tear gas, there was beating, there was this and that. A lot of his supporters were arrested. And as we speak now, several of his supporters, maybe hundreds of his supporters are still missing. And I think the party is going to court very soon. In fact, the party has gone to court Asking the court, uh, asking the court to to, uh, to force the government to declare these supporters dead or alive. So there was a lot of violence um, uh, before the election. So to say that Museveni still enjoys the support of the election is really to to say that the violence before the election did not matter and did not affect the outcome of the election. And then the finances. Mr. Museveni uh, is a president, and he's been a president for 35 years. He has a huge patronage empire. And, of course, he has all the tactics of winning an election. This tactic of releasing money, that's one with the election. Of course, it is, it is bound to have uh, an effect, and it did have an effect. Then the third factor uh, was, of course, the, uh, the harassment of uh, the, the, the polling agents of the opposition. Uh, all the opposition parties have said their polling agents, uh, were, some of them were stretched away from the polling stations and so on. I don't have evidence of this. I'm just quoting uh, press reports. I'm quoting what the opposition uh, politicians have said on TV, on camera. And with all these irregularities, Mr. Museveni was bound to win the election. And let's remember, let's let the listeners uh, to this wonderful radio remember that this party that got 34 point something percent is a party that is just one year old it was it was not even one year like actively this had a four point something percent is coming from uh, three months work mm. with all the limitations of this so if you look at the level ground if one of the principles of democracy is that you give everybody uh, a level a leveled ground where to play then the winner is Mr. Seven. Because this young man went through a lot of torture in order to garner 34 point something percent. If the situation was well, uh, was well managed, if we were like in South Africa, 
where the opposition is not uh, arrested by the police, where the opposition is not tear-gassed by the police, for the, mm. for the simple reason that they are opposing the government, I think the election would be different. All right, we're going to leave it there for today, uh, Dr. Sylvester Kayana. Certainly some context to uh, everything else that has been happening around the election. And of course, there's uh, still complete silence, complete si- silence from uh, leaders on the continent, from the African Union, because at the very least, you know, some of the scenes that we saw, 50 people died in the run-up to this election. It was actually slightly over 50 people that died in the run-up to this election and still very little being said about that. And yet uh, we have the Ugandan Electoral Commission coming out to say the election was free and fair. I wonder when they're going to switch the internet back on. I think that uh, many Ugandans, of course, uh, will be waiting to tell the world about what exactly was happening happening on voting day.